You're locked into the Despirito Team Real Estate Show with host and top realtor Emilio Despirito on News Radio 920 and 1047 FM. We're talking with industry leaders about real estate trends, money making tips, and advice on buying and selling the American dream. Now, here's Emilio Despirito. Good morning. Thanks for joining us today. I'm Emilio Desperado, and this is the Desperado Team Real Estate Show. This is your show all about buying, selling, investing, flipping, whatever you want to do with real estate. There's so many different avenues to really increase your wealth and do really well for yourself and your family and uh, and your network within real estate. So it's fantastic. I love being here with you. I think we're going on, we're going on, I think, almost five years on air, which is pretty crazy. I think it's four or five. I lose track of this stuff. You know what? Because it's not even that important. The important thing is that I'm here. I'm happy to... Yeah, it is five years. It is five years. It was 2015. We're going to 20. Wow. That's amazing. Okay. Anyway, Anyways, thank you so much for tuning in. If you've been tuning in for five years, awesome. Thank you to our folks on Facebook. We've got a great show ahead of us today. Um, in a couple moments, we're going to jump and talk about the real estate market, and then we're going to talk about the importance of social media within marketing today. So the real estate market has changed and as it is constantly evolving things, the way people, the way consumers are, are buying anything at all, you know, from the simplest thing of, of toilet paper all the way to the most complex thing of, of purchasing a property is all done differently now than it was even four or five years ago. So in the studio, we have Jade Figueroa, and Jade is our marketing coordinator at the Desperado team. Hi, Jade. Hi. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. We're going to jump into that in a couple of seconds, Jade. But right now, let's let's. Uh, I want to briefly let you guys know what's happening here in the real estate market in Rhode Island. Everybody's always asking, um, hey, how's the market? How are we doing? Is right now a good time to list? And of course, if you ask most realtors, is now a good time to list? I hate to say it, but they're always going to say, yeah, yeah, list, 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 right, right? Because they want to put your house in the market. But we always back whatever we say by data. So you know when you're getting information from the show here, it's going to be accurate and it's going to be timely. So there's going to be points and times during the year I say not to list. Here's a time where you don't want to list. You ready? Between Christmas and New Year's. If you're listing before, okay, to sell your home, that's okay. If you're listing after New Year's, as long as it's not crazy icy, crazy snowy, you're going to be good, okay? Um, if you're listed, again, before Christmas, we have our listings have been like flying off of the shelf. It's crazy. There are a lot of buyers out there right now. Now, if you're a buyer, I want you to be shopping Christmas Eve. I want you to be shopping the 26th, the 27th, the 28th, the 30th. I think there's a 31st in December, right? 31st. Be there on the 2nd of January. Your realtor should be out there crushing it, ready to go. We are, right? I don't even care how snowy it is. We all drive four by fours on the Despirito team because we're not messing around. We want to get you out there in those houses, okay? So check this out. You ready? Last year, last year there was 30, where is it? There was 3,154 single family homes on the market right now at this time. Do you know how many there are? There are 2,269 single-family homes on the market right now in Rhode Island. That is down substantially. Look, we are down about one-third, about literally 30 or so percent in the amount of homes on the market here in Rhode Island, which is intense. So again, if you're a seller, you want to be on right now, 
okay, or after January, not in the spring when everyone else is like, yeah, let's list in the spring, in March, in April, when everyone is throwing their home on the market. Because guess what? You're going to have three, two, three times the amount of competition, and that's when you're going to have to actually pump more money into your home to get it prepared in order to sell at the highest price. Right now, you can have those four mica countertops. You can have that pink toilet bowl. Just make sure that seat is down when they take the pictures <laughs> and the listing, right? Yeah. Marketing coordinator, right? Right. So um, so, <laughs> so that's all important to know. Let's talk about days on market, right? The median day on market right now for solds is 46 days throughout Rhode Island. So 46 days on market before stuff is selling. That's great. That's under two months. And any time you're under 150 days, you're in a seller's market, right? So that's pretty intense. Homes are selling at 98% of list price as well. That's pretty darn close to 100% there. And when we look back into uh, 2018, when we look back there, the days on market was 61 days on market. So the days on market are down substantially and, um, and the market is on fire. So that's all good to know. When we're talking about multifamilies as well, multifamilies have actually slowed up a little bit, but they're still fantastic. They're still appreciating, but not at the crazy levels of where they were. They were in double digit appreciation, right? So they were, you know, we were seeing anywhere from, we were seeing anywhere from, uh, you know, 10% in areas to even 14% in other areas for appreciation. That's a lot of money. That's 14 grand on every 100,000 year over year over year in Rhode Island. It's crazy. There's some multifamilies right now that are on the market on for like 300 grand that were on the market for, you know, $95,000 five or six years ago. Okay. It's because people are still making cash flow off of it. So some crazy stuff. And we are single family homes about 9% higher price wise, all of Rhode Island than what it was two years ago in 17. That's pretty amazing. So let's switch gears real quick. Um, and let's talk with Jade. Jade is our marketing coordinator uh, at the Despirito team. And, you know, over the past few years, as I started the show saying, everything is different in real estate, okay? Marketing, um, you're not putting homes in the newspaper anymore, okay? Not so much. You are on social media, and you are hitting a targeted audience, right? You can use and leverage all of the data of the internet and everything that we collect on consumers. Well, that not we, but that all these big data mining companies collect on consumers and we can target them. So Jade, um, again, thanks for being here with us. We Thank you. love having you. You've been doing a fantastic job. Appreciate it. Let's, let's jump to video real quick because we do a lot of video here on the Despirito team. Um, how important is video to engage the consumer nowadays? Well, about 73% of homeowners are more likely to use an agent that uses videos. That's amazing. And also, um, it's really important to have videos for landing pages, for your listings, mm -hmm. even in your personal day-to-day -day life, or just if you're at a listing, hurry up, take a video, because more people are using videos. They want to see the visuals, um, videos on her properties, like the amenities around the property, inside. You want to use the key elements in that property. You want to make sure you have video, photography, mm -hmm. everything. Absolutely. Good point. Seventy. So 73% of people will use an agent with video. I mean, why do you think, why do you think that is? That's a huge percentage of people. 
Well, because obviously photography, well, professional photography is very important, but videos, you can really like see yourself like moving through the property, around the area. They want to see themselves in that home and around that area. Yeah, absolutely. And we, so we, we've been doing video since 2013, I think. And even, so here's what happened, right? So the market tanked 2012, dead, 2013, pretty dead, 2014, pretty dead here in Rhode Island. But we were like cranking out blogs, videos, the whole nine. And then when the market got really good, we literally had people saying like, hey, why are you still doing videos? Why are you doing this? Well, video creates 157% more traffic online. Wow. Yeah. 157% more traffic. So that's huge. Um, So needless to say, there's a reason why when you look around the companies out there, that are doing extremely well um, in all different industries and connecting with the consumer are using video. Correct. Right. So if you're tuning into the show right here on air, if you go to our Facebook page, so facebook.com backslash Dispirito team, thank you to everybody watching on Dispirito team, you can check out all of our live videos and you can see all of our listing videos as well as all of our informational videos, which is really good. Jade, thank you so much for bringing that marketing minute to us. And I want you guys to stay tuned because we are talking divorce. I hate to say it. We're talking divorce and real estate. And the phone keeps ringing over here. That's a good thing. We're talking divorce and real estate. And, you know, it plays such a huge impact and unfortunately happens quite a bit throughout this time of year after the holidays. So we've got on a top-notch divorce attorney. She's coming in. She's going to let us know about the, you know, what you need to know if you own real estate and uh, and divorce. So serious topics. Stay tuned. We're going to be right back here on the Despirito Team Real Estate Show. Now back to the Despirito Team Real Estate Show on News Radio 920 and 1047 FM. Also available as a podcast on iHeartRadio. Hey, good morning. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Emilio Desperado, and this is the Desperado Team Real Estate Show. This is your show all about buying, selling, investing, and everything in between with real estate. You know, life happens to us very quickly. That almost sounds like that insurance commercial. Also like Ferris Bueller. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) People say I sound like Ferris Bueller on here. It's funny you said that. I I don't necessarily agree. I heard Adam Sandler, too, when I make certain voices and stuff, but I don't know. But anyways, if if uh, if you're tuning in, we're going to talk about everything you need to know throughout the process. And if this is the first time you're tuning in, thank you so much. Go on facebook.com backslash Despirito team. You can watch all of the videos we have here and uh, feel free to reach out to us to ask any questions you may have. 401-217-2333. That's our off-air number. We'll go ahead and uh, get back to 401-217-2333. Now in the studio with us, we have Sarah Rosa, and she's with Rosa Law. And a very special guest here today with us. Welcome to the Despirito Team Real Estate Show, Sarah. Thank you, Emilio, for having me. You're very welcome. It's great to have you here. So, um, so specifically, what kind of law are you practicing? So my, uh, my background is in civil litigation, meaning that I fight in court and non-criminal matters primarily. Yep. Um, as I've developed my practice, I've tended to focus on personal injury law and family law, which I handle pretty evenly. Well, that's great. And when it comes to family law, right, what exactly does that... Well, wait a second. You said personal injury too? Yes. Personal injury is a biggie. 
It is. Especially it, around now with the ice and everything. Absolutely. Oh, God. Oh. Coming into the studio this morning, I was just thinking, God, they really salted this area pretty nicely. Oh, yeah. It's really slick out there, and that can be really dangerous for business owners if they don't. So, absolutely. Yeah, anytime. Um, so, uh, personal injury can come in a variety of forms. That's including slip and falls at you know someone else's house or in a business uh, setting. But whether we're talking about injuries being caused by vehicles, animals, mm. defective products like pharmaceuticals or machinery, defective machinery, they could be injuries that occur in you know, a home or a business or due to someone's negligence or malpractice. These are all areas of personal hmm. injury law. Wow. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, the list is pretty endless. So make sure to protect your, your properties and whatnot. Throw some ice salt down. <laughs> yeah. It is, it is uh, ice melt. I mean, down. It is worth it. So regarding Absolutely. family law. This um, it plays a particular interest with me and probably with our listeners as well, because we're very, we're very involved with real estate. We want to know the ins and outs. And we all unfortunately know somebody that's probably going through a divorce. Um, you know, and I know there's other areas of family law that, that you cover as well. Sure. Um, but we're going to talk about divorce in a second. What, what other areas of family law um, do you cover? So there, you know, in a divorce, there will all often be children involved oh, and, yeah. you know, you're dealing with child support, child visitation, that kind of thing. Um, but, you know, other areas could also include, you know, restraining orders, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but the brighter side can be when there's an adoption. Mm -hmm. It's one of the merriest times in court. I remember the first time I was in a, a, an adoption hearing and it was transformed in uh, the entire court it was made they were giving out candy uh, and everyone was smiling i'm like did i beautiful. just go to mars where am mm. i right now even the constable was smiling um and so you know that can be a really really wonderful setting um also grandparents visitation rights um i've worked on a variety of those cases and yeah. and so it's nice to be able to help kids in the context of you know there might be some changes in families as we go forward but, you know, how do we find out what works best for everyone? That's, that's what's really particular about family law is that there's, especially when kids are involved, there's no winning or losing. There is yeah. making the best possible future we can. It's all about the kids. Yep. You know, so the, um, so, so some, some stats that I wrote down for our listeners. Okay. So divorces actually are down from the eighties when people say, and correct me if I'm wrong. I, you know, I read this stuff online. I did some research and according to this law firm, McKinley Irvin Family Law, I'm not sure where they're out of, but they wrote a blog. Mm -hmm. According to them, first marriages result in 42% of divorce. Okay. Second marriages. It gets worse. Oh, yeah, you're right. 60%. <laughs> That's right. And third marriages, 73%. Oh, gosh. We have some repeat offenders here, repeat right? Offenders, right? Right, right. right. So right. it's not like, oh, man. So the average age of a divorce, 30 I know, so sad. I know, right? Years before remarriage, three years, and there's a hundred divorces per hour. Ouch! Like what in the U.S.? In the U.S. Huh? Crazy. There's I almost know. a million a year. I heard so many parents who have been through divorce say, you know, my kids definitely are not getting married before they're thirty because chances are, like you said, Smart. you hit thirty and you're like, oh, what yeah. have I done? Well, you don't. You still like finding yourself mm -hmm. during that age, you know? Right. Like I, you know, I, I. Like personally, I really only started maturing and, and being the like person that like I want to be right. Like sure. when I was like maybe 27, 28, right. when I met my wife now. Mm. Right. And, um, and you know, and, and yeah, we're, we're, I'm 35. She's, uh, she just turned 31. 
And uh, it's, it's great. I think it's there's a different maturity level there. Right. Absolutely. Well, you know, they say the human brain uh, continues to develop even until an individual is like 23, 24 years old. Oh, yeah. So a lot of people getting married in their early 20s, particularly, you know, getting your feet solid underneath you first before embarking into building with someone else. I mean, you know, that's off topic slightly mm-hmm. from family law in general. But, no. you know, I think that that might contribute to the stats. So what would you say would be a big issue? It's, it, let me actually... Let me twist this question for a second, okay? Throw you a little bit of a curveball, okay, right? Sure. Always the divorce rates jump. I don't have those numbers in front of me, but I can tell you being in real estate, mm. people are this. listing heavily mm-hmm. in January and in February. Even though it's not the best m- time to buy, in March. <laughs> that's what they're doing. Actually, yes or no, we just actually discussed some of that last segment. Depending on the weather, mm. right now with the low interest rates and the very low inventory, right, it's a little bit of a both a, a good storm to sell as well as a good storm to buy because there are fewer buyers out there right now. So it's People better to People might go. not want to move during that time. Oh, yeah. It might be in their best interest too. 100%. You're right. absolutely right there. So, and historically, yes, homes sell for less during this time. Historically, mm-hmm. not so much right now. Right. All right. So to get back to this question, why are so many divorces happening January, February, March, April? Well, it's really this time of year, and I completely concur, this time of year is when things are changing. So a lot of people will start preparing a little bit before the holidays. They see the holidays are on the horizon, yep. and they see that, you know, I know I want to make changes. Maybe they put it off for a while, and they know that they're going to have to deal with the holidays, but it's particularly after the holidays. You hear couples, you know, even consult ahead of time, call me and say, well, we're going to do something. I just want to, you know, start start preparing, start looking at it. But we yep. want to get through the holidays for the kids. That's it. That's what I hear. Right. And so after the holidays and the new year, that's when we really start looking at legal changes being made. We look at a lot more filing for divorce. It's almost like a rush. And you look at mm. when when we schedule something with the family court, we're like, okay, well, now you can't get a court date until two, three months out. Whereas wow. a different time of year, it would be a lot faster because yeah. everyone's rushing to the courts. Wow, that's yeah. intense. Absolutely. So now now let's talk about divorcing real estate, you know, because there's, again, I get a lot of questions with this. Unfortunately, we deal with this a lot. Yep. And, and the way we deal, by the way, the way we deal with, with divorce cases is we're going to put, um, you know, We'll put one spouse on a separate email, the other one on a separate email. We keep the same communications with That's them, important, yeah. but we separate the emails, sure. okay? We separate all those communications. We even separate the closing times. They don't even have to go into closing together. They could sign at different times. You want to respect different situations. People might be contentious. They might not, but either way, they need to start establishing their independence from each other, their yeah. financial independence. And even like in the case where a wife might have been depending on her husband for so long, she wants to start being empowered to make yes. her own decisions and mm-hmm. to work with people who are discreet and respectful about yes. of the process. One hundred percent. So now let's let's you know let's say we throw another curveball, right? Let's say there's an uncooperative spouse. Okay, so let's just say one of them wants to refinance, but the other one won't cooperate. Okay. Yeah. What happens? Well, a concern there could, you know, clearly be that maybe husband is upset about something that happened during the marriage and he knows what the wife wants, but he's going to try to block it in any Mm. way that he can. So I really want to stress the importance of working together. And that's what family law attorneys try to do is to make the parties cooperate in a I don't want to put a cold business sense, but yeah. you know that's again what's different about fr- family law from other 
areas of law is that it's so emotional, right? Yeah, so attorneys sure. and real estate professionals, likewise, try to remove that emotion as much as possible, yes. right? It's a, there is a lot of hand-holding, but it is also mm -hmm. taking things back to what are we talking about? How do we get where we're going? Right? Absolutely. So, so it's really important for, you know, if you're looking for a divorce attorney, you want someone who practices regularly in the family court, has a working history with other family court attorneys, uh, practiced in negotiation. And it's not to say that things can't get heated, but again, especially when kids are involved, they're just can't mm -hmm. be winning or losing. You have to, you have to look at the best possible. So much outcome. to it. So here's another real estate question regarding divorce with you. And by the way, if you're just tuning in, this is the Desperado team real estate show. I'm Emilio Desperado. I'll be your host for the rest of this hour. And we're talking here right now with Sarah Rosa of Rosa law. And we're talking about divorce and real estate. Unfortunately, this time of year, a lot of divorces are coming to fruition. People usually wait until after the holidays to start filing, to start moving forward with it. Um, and, and right now we're just going over some questions and answers with Sarah. Um, feel free to share this segment with anybody that you know. You can go to SoundCloud or you can go to Facebook and share the video or the podcast uh, with somebody that needs some help. But So if your spouse owned the house before you married, are you entitled to any share of the proceeds? So typically you, you're not entitled to anything that's premarital typically, mm -hmm. right? So what would be subject to division? I didn't know that. Okay. Um, what would be subject to a division in divorce is the property acquired after the marriage. Now, that's okay. the general rule. There's a lot of nuance to it, meaning that the non-purchasing spouse would be entitled to appreciation to the home after the mm -hmm. marriage and also division their fair share of what, whatever was added and whatever value he or she contributed after the marriage. Mm -hmm. Of course, prenuptial agreements would certainly alter the end result, too. Hmm. So there's, and needless to say, it's very involved um, very, very involved. So you need somebody to walk you through this, guide you through this. Sarah Rosa is uh, a very a local attorney here, and uh, she's got a lot of practice in litigation as well as uh, other areas of law. So she brings all of that in with her, and she can walk you through this very stressful time and process. If you'd like to connect with her to ask her any questions, feel free to give our off-air number a call. We'll keep your uh, information confidential, and we'll go ahead and send it over to Sarah, 401-217-2333. Again, 401-217-2333. Unfortunately, we get a cut to a quick commercial break, but thank you so much, Sarah. It was nice having you in the thank studio. Thank you so much, Emilio. Appreciate the knowledge. You're very welcome. And uh, stay tuned. We're going to be right back here on the Desperado Team Real Estate Show on News Radio 920, 104.7 FM, streaming on iHeartRadio, WHJJ. Be right back. Now back to the Desperado Team Real Estate Show on News Radio 920 and 104.7 FM. Also available as a podcast on iHeartRadio. Good morning. Thank you so much for tuning in, or if it's afternoon or evening and you're listening to the podcast as well, it's all good. Whatever you are, wherever you are, however you are, I hope you're having a good time. And uh, Merry Christmas, by the way. Christmas is coming up very quickly. And, uh, you know, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, and uh, Happy New Year's. So we've got a very special guest in the studio today. Not only a colleague of mine, a distinguished colleague, but a good friend of mine and the director of career growth at Home Smart Professionals, and that is Mike Pereira. What's up, Mike? How you doing? Good. And yourself, Emilio? Very good, man. Awesome. You, you've been in real estate a very long time, Mike. How long? 
16 years now. 16 years. Okay. So to me, that's a long time, right? Um, you know, there's some people that have been in real estate 40 years, 50 right. years, right? And they're looking at you saying, you know, you're an amateur, right? That's right. But, but totally not. There's there's a lot that you, how can I put this? There's not a lot that you probably haven't seen. You've been in well over a thousand transactions, I would imagine, involved at one point or another. Mm-hmm. And now you are in charge of the entire mentorship program at Home Smart Professionals. And now, I, look, this segment is about, and I just want to let our listeners know, this segment is about if you know somebody starting in real estate, it is one of the hardest careers to start. It is. Not to get into. Unfortunately. Yeah, exactly. But to start. So I want to pick your brain on that. And I want our listeners or our viewers on Facebook to know that they can share this with anybody looking to start, regardless if they plan on going to HomeSmart or anywhere else, because the information here is going to be very useful. You're right. absolutely right. Mm-hmm. So, Mike. Yes. Let's talk about the type of people that are getting into real estate right now. What are you seeing? So from my experience, uh, I've been the career growth director for a little over 18 months now. I've had a, probably a total of 70 people that are currently in or wow. who have gone through the program. It's quite a bit. It is quite a bit. And so there's a wide variety of people that are actually getting into the industry. Uh, For myself, I'm starting to see a lot of younger people. Yes, I noticed that I know there's other people out there that are going to consider myself young, but we're seeing a lot of younger people. We're seeing a lot of retired people. Yep. And we're also seeing people who have tried other things, other things, and uh, kind of have no other avenues but real estate. Mm -hmm. So they want to give it a shot. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm willing to help anyone. So, and I'm so sorry, I didn't even make a great intro for you. It's and you, okay. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> right. So, like, so having 70 um, mentees, right? They, yeah, correct. Mentees. Participants. All right, participants on, under your belt right mm-hmm. now. I mean, that's quite a bit. Let's talk about success rate. And then I've got several other questions for you, but success rate in real estate. A lot of people go to school. And a lot of people crash. They do. So unfortunately, I know most people don't want to hear this, but the success rate for those who become significant in the real estate industry is probably about less than 5% of all agents who become realtors. Now, everyone has a different level of success or uh, a different level of motivation in real estate. Some people enter the industry and only want to sell several houses a year. Mm -hmm. Others want to come into the industry, or I've had others sit across from me at the table and say, this needs to work. I yes. have no other option. Burn and all the ships, baby. It is. And usually those are the folks that graduate my program the quickest and have moved on to practically significance in a short period of time. Absolutely. You know, Mike, so a lot. some people get into real estate for the wrong thing, right? So when I'm interviewing people for my team, right, uh, we always get this, right? So, all right, what's your goal? Brand new agents, not all of them, but I'm gonna crush it. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna make a hundred grand this year. I'm like, look, I appreciate the motivation, right? But do you understand? And then I ask this: What does a day in real estate look like to you? I had this one lady tell me, "Well, I'm gonna come to the office. I'm gonna go to a closing. I'm gonna." I'm like, "Whoa! How did you get that closing?" <laughs> right? And then I'm like, "Do you know you gotta go knock on doors?" Do you know you got to call people you don't know? Do you know you got to call people you know? You know you got to do all this stuff. And 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 you know, and she was like, "What? Like really? Right. Like didn't have a thought about it. It is a grind. It is. 
So I ask a very similar question to everyone that I interview before they get into the program. And again, it's what, why are you getting into real estate? Yes. You know, granted, you know, we all want the money. And for whatever reason, that $100,000 seems to be the benchmark. But people don't realize the amount of work it takes to, to actually net. Yeah. We're talking net $100,000. Um, but, you know, you have to reel them in. Mm-hmm. And, and set expectations. My biggest take on, you know, running this program at HomeSmart is the fact that um, we're not taught in real estate school what we actually need to do in order to be successful. Mm-hmm. It's a state and federally mandated program that has to teach you the basics. A lot of the stuff that you and I uh, went over in real estate school, we probably have never practiced. Meets and bounds? Right. What? So, so as if for any agent out there, we, it, you know, they're probably going to chuckle at this, but the only thing we really remember is how many square feet are in an acre. Yeah, forty three thousand five hundred eighty. Uh, Sixty, but oh, <laughs> is it eighty? Yeah, it could be eighty. Oh, you know what? Um, <clears throat> can we look that up, Christina? How many square feet are an acre? <laughs> See, right. even you forgot. No, I'm just kidding. No, maybe so, not. I no, think I got it right. You could, you could be you right. You think you so, got it right? So, so yeah. Oh, Mike's right. I've been wrong this whole time by twenty square feet. That's I got. I got to fix my listing. So, well, so I, but I mean, the bottom line is, we oh, you get man. the point, right? Yeah, yeah. We all. That's pretty much the only thing we really remember. <laughs> and you know, the amazing thing is, as I sit across from so many different types of people, yes. you know, coming from so many different types of backgrounds, awesome. even it. even former business owners, and they and they think that because they've run a business before, that they're going to be able to do real estate. But there's a key ingredient that's actually missing. And the it? fact that is when they ran a business, they had employees yes. to service the products yes. and the customers. But now they have to, in fact, become the employee themselves as as, as well as the uh, chief operating officer, yep. right? And then the chief financial officer. And the chief bottle washer. He's a chief bottle washer, right? So mm. in real estate, you don't, there's, there is no product. You have to go out and create your product, yes. right? And your, your product is competing with over 5,000 other realtors it's in intense. the state of Rhode Island. So what we do is we want to teach them business structure first and foremost, okay. having the proper tools, yep. whether it's an act, physical item like a sign or a business card or a virtual item. Yep. Like a Facebook business page or a website. Sure, it's all all very very important, you know. And one of the things that I love about the mentorship program is that when we're working with brand new agents, like let's just say if like we have a listing, a brand new agent from your mentorship program comes in, or a similar mentorship program comes in, we understand that that person is literally getting guided through the process because it is so confusing. I when I started, I didn't have that. I Neither did I. I wasn't at home, so I was at a different brokerage. Correct. And I, I remember I, I went home, and, and she was my girlfriend at the time, my wife now. And I was like, babe, I, I'm so nervous. I don't know what to do. I don't know who to call. I got I got a contract that I got to put together. What do I write in there? You guys literally walk people through step by step, protecting their clientele, making sure, more importantly, that the professional is is knows what they're doing and in sound mind and in a calm space to be able to do it right and and, tra- and and do that transaction flawlessly. You're absolutely correct. So our number one rule in the mentorship program is that you, as a new agent in the program, you are not allowed to have any of your clients sign anything yep. until your coach has actually reviewed it mm-hmm. and made any necessary corrections. This ensures that all parties are protected legally in the contract. Yeah. And you know, on the flip side, it actually helps the other agent on the other side of the coin who may have been in the business for a while 
and knows the reality of actually working with a brand new agent mm-hmm. instead of rolling their eyes saying this is going to be something I have to project manage on both sides. Yes. You could rest assured that we're trying our best to make sure that our new agents are as professional as possible. Absolutely. You guys have done a great job, really. You. And, you know, and I, I see it's, it's industry wide that I'm starting to see, not everybody, there's a small percentage of brokerages now offering support like HomeSmart is offering. Very yes. small percentage. And I love seeing that because it is a powerful thing. And I really feel as an industry, I feel like the level of professionalism, the bar increased. And I feel, I feel in a way, and, and I don't know if you disagree with me or not, but here's my thought and I want to hear your mm-hmm. take on it. I feel like the level of professionalism is increasing because it has to. For one, because people have so much information out there readily available to them, which I love. I want the consumer to have everything. It makes my job easier. It does. I go in, I say, look, this is how it works. I'm going to guide you through it. Okay. Um, and that's it. You know, so there's no, what, there's no smoke and mirrors. I like that. And I feel that now you can't go around as a realtor and say like, oh no, there's no problem with this lot. While they know there's like 30,000 tires buried underneath that (laughs) soon to be super fun site. Right. Right. So, so I like the transparency. Now, as far as like the, the, the bar being raised, Mike, do you, do you feel that things are different now than when you started and how so? Without a doubt. Again, you hit the nail on the head with the technology and everything readily available to the consumer. Yeah. You need to convince them not that you, – you don't need to be an expert in a neighborhood. Yeah. You don't have to know those things because they're already researching it. You need to be an expert in the process. Yes. You need to have an in-depth understanding of the paperwork, yep. the process, and the market. Mm-hmm. Those three things will make you successful. That's how you stand out from all the others is understanding well the process said. because the consumer doesn't understand the process. And the network. You need a network. You need a huge network. Everything is purchased based off of consumer confidence, correct? Mm -hmm, Absolutely. In real estate, if your agent isn't confident in the process and the paperwork because they don't know, that (sighs) that trickles down to the consumer, making them concerned. Absolutely. And it's it's a big thing. Buying a home, buying an investment property, buying a commercial property, buying land. You need to know. You want to make sure whoever is helping you with that, they're running those market analysis. Buying or selling, you don't want to overpay for something. You, you don't want to go, you know, two years down the road, be like, oh, my God, we we bought the wrong house and sell and break even or take a loss, right? So much to it. Mike Pereira, the director of career growth with HomeSmart Professionals, he is in charge of the mentorship program over there. If you are thinking or considering about getting into real estate and you've done something else in the past for work. It doesn't matter. There's so many walks of life in real estate, and that's what makes real estate beautiful, really. It is one of the lowest bars of entry mm-hmm. to get into. 45 hours a class and a three-hour lead class? Right. Okay, which I think is too minimal, right? But it has some of the biggest earning potential, but more importantly, learning potential, because you can literally you know, build a portfolio on real estate, have a wonderful retirement with it. And if you look, I think about 75, 80% of all millionaires and billionaires have been involved in real estate at one point in time. That's correct. Yeah. 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 
So it's pretty cool. So, Mike, thanks for being here with us. Appreciate you. Listen, if you have any questions for Mike, call our off-air number or comment on Facebook or hit us up on an inbox, 401-217-2333, 401-217-2333. Awesome. Stay tuned. We're going to be right back here with Rhode Island Blogger in the top five events here in Rhode Island. We'll be right back here on News Radio 920, 104.7 FM, and streaming on iHeartRadio, WHJJ. Now back to the Despirito Team Real Estate Show on News Radio 920 and 104.7 FM. Also available as a podcast on iHeartRadio. What is going on? We'll tell you in two seconds. We've got Jennifer Jaber with riblogger.com on the line with us. And by the way, this is the Despirito Team Real Estate Show. We're really big into community and what is happening in and throughout Rhode Island and southern southern New England. So on the line with us, we got a wonderful community events website. And you can post your stuff there for free and check out everything they have to offer, riblogger.com. Jennifer, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure. So what um so we got a lot of things going on, very festive time of year, fun time of year. Um, what do you got? What do you, what's your top five? Yeah, so New Year's Eve, I figured it was time to talk about it. It's right around the corner, so um it's always a great idea to plan in advance because a lot of the events that fill up where you need tickets in advance. So mm-hmm. we have five different ones. Some are family friendly, some are more grown up. Um, but the New Year's Eve, this New Year's Eve, you can roar into the 20s at the Providence Downtown Marriott. Awesome. The New Year's Eve package features world premiere band, um, jazz cocktail hour, four-course dinner for two, champagne at midnight, dancing, a next-day buffet for two, as well as late checkout and overnight accommodations and free parking. So if you want to make an entire night of it and stay over, um, you can check the Marriott website for details, promotions, and other packages, too. They have one at the Bluefin Grill as well. So they have a host of different options going on there. Yep. Um, family New Year's Eve party at United Skates of America from 5.30 p.m. to 9. You don't want to miss this fun event. You can come skate, meet Pikachu, and end the year with tons of family fun. Admission is $14.99 and includes roller skate rentals, all-you-can-eat pizza, a soda, game room, laser tag, rock climb, free coffee for adults, and a New Year's countdown, as well as noise makers and more. So if you have all your kids on that night, it's a great way to have some family fun. Love it. Last resort's totally 80s New Year's Eve um, party with buffet starts at 7 p.m. I'm sorry, buffet starts at 7.30. 7.39 is the buffet, and then there'll be a champagne toast at midnight, and you can dance the night away to all of the best 80s jams. Tickets are $25 in advance and 30 at the door. So again, planning in advance, you can always save a little bit of money. Mm-hmm. You want to head to Newport, you can go to the top of Pelham New Year's Eve party. Um, Nate Tracks will be your DJ slash host and will feature a special New Year's Eve set that will blow your mind and your ears. And there'll also be live music from the Sugar Babies. Um, screening of the ball drop will be live. Dress code is quote-unquote dress to impress, and there are VIP opportunities as well. And tickets, again, are not guaranteed at the door, um, and you save money in advance. So you're going to want to think about that in advance as well. And Kids 2020 New Year's Eve celebration at Aruga's in Warwick from 1130 to 9 p.m. There will be coloring contests, party hats, noisemakers, balloon drops, ginger ale toast, uh, build-your-own Sundays, and there's various seating times available. It doesn't go straight through, so you... 
um, can sign up for a, a slot with your family. It's $20 for a family of four, and I believe additional kids are also free. So wow. um, if you have the family that day, that's a great idea to uh, bring in the 2020 Absolutely. year. Absolutely. Wild. 2020. It's crazy, right? Man. Yeah. Nuts. So if anybody wants to check any of those events out, they can go to riblogger.com. Wonderful website with more than just those five events. Uh, feel free to check yeah. check that out. Yeah, definitely. And uh, Valentine's Day updated... coming oh, up sorry. too. Sorry, I was no, going to say ahead. we also have an updated post um, about all the New Year's Eve events. That was just five of them, but I believe as of now there's over forty on our list. Wow. So, so make sure to check out that blog post. I'm over here talking about like Valentine's Day, fast forwarding it. It's <laughs> like yeah, we're not there yet, Emilio. Let's take it back. Let's let's get through New Year's first. I got you. I got you. All right, cool. Awesome. Jennifer, thank you so much for being here with us. Appreciate it. Thank you. Have a great week. You're very welcome. You too. Awesome. Great show today. I'd like to thank Jade Figueroa with the Despirito team, our marketing coordinator, for coming in today. Appreciate you very much, Jade. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Christina, our producer, for putting this show together and doing such a great job. Casey behind the scenes and AJ behind the scenes, they're involved in scheduling and video editing. We also want to thank Mike Pereira, and he is the uh, growth coordinator with Home Smart Professionals. He's the mentor growth coordinator with Home Smart Professionals, and he came on to talk about mentorship and whatnot in real estate. And also Sarah Rosa. She is a family law and personal injury attorney, and uh, she does fantastic work. She came in to talk about divorce and real estate. So if you missed any of the show, you want to check it out, go to facebook.com backslash Dispirito team. Feel free to give me a call if you have any questions at all or would like to connect with anybody that's on the show. That's 401-217-2333. I'll say it one more time. Get your phone out. Get your pen out. Use me as a resource. 401 217 2333. We're handling Rhode Island, Massachusetts, and Connecticut real estate. And we can refer you out to anybody in all 50 states. We'll make sure you get a good real estate, the best real estate professional working with you. God bless you. Merry Christmas. Hope you have a wonderful time with your family. If you're celebrating Hanukkah, happy Hanukkah and um, happy, happy, happy New Year's. Let's have a wonderful, lovely New Year's together. And we'll see you next Sunday here on News Radio 920, 1047 FM, and streaming on WHJJ.